have to be your biggest fan. And when things are really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that. Because you don't know who you're gonna be, who you're gonna be, who you're gonna be. All right, Lindsay, welcome back. How's things going? Thanks. I feel like we've got a lot to catch up on. Yeah, um, you've not been up to much, have you? No, just, you know, cycling my way around the UK. But um, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm c- coming to sort of the latter stages of the trip now and in a, in a, in a pretty good place. But I've had my, my <laughs> extreme highs and lows over the last few weeks, for sure. Yeah, we've exchanged some messages and I think I've caught you <laughs> at, your, at your, your best and your worst. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, well, so tell everybody what you've been up to. You obviously started your, your big trip. and Yeah, so I'm coming up to the, fo- the fourth week now. Um, I've basically been cycling um, a thousand miles around the UK, um, starting with, you know, the small matter of the North Coast 500. <laughs> Um, and then sort of working my way through various different parts of um, Scotland and the north of England. Um, and I'll be finishing early next week um, back in the West Midlands. And there were times there were times during that <laughs> trip, I think early on, you you probably you probably felt like you'd kind of bitten off more than you could chew. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. I, I, I don't think I had the first clue about what I was really getting myself into. I can honestly say that now, having kind of come through the other side of it. I think I'd. I'd convinced myself I was going on a cycling holiday. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I think that's what I told myself probably to make it sound a bit more fun and a bit less scary. Yeah. And I thought it's going to be this big adventure, but it's, it's kind of a holiday, you know. Um, and then I think what transpired was this kind of extreme multi-day endurance event, p- partly partly driven by kind of I'd booked campsites and and really a non-negotiable for me was having a hot shower at the end of the day like I could have done less miles and wild camps and things like that but that just wasn't something that I really wanted to do so ended up having to hit some quite big mileage and some yeah. big elevation every day um which which was tough <laughs> yeah and I think when we were talking as well one of the things that uh, I guess was probably more impactful than than perhaps you'd realize was that the isolation factor so you're on your own for long periods of time which you know then you've got the dark kind of thoughts that are in your mind whether I want to do this or not but also yeah. when you get to the campsites they're in the middle of nowhere so there's not necessarily a lot of places to get food and refuel yeah I would say this is going to sound really daft but the highlands were a lot hillier than I was expecting <laughs> <laughs> I thought highlands meant you know north but it actually means they're really hilly um, and in the middle of nowhere so I was really surprised and actually, you know, pleasantly surprised by how wild it is. It really is the wilderness. You know, it's part of the UK and you could have been, I don't know, anywhere in the world in the middle of nowhere. And I think I've been OK with the solitude on the bike. I think I've quite enjoyed that kind of phys- pushing myself physically and, you know, hopefully getting into a rhythm at some point on the bike. But it, it, I definitely in the latter stages of the trip, that kind of isolation at the end of the day, I've yeah. really struggled with. Yeah. Um, quite a sociable person. So it's, it is a lot of time to spend on your own. And what about the, so what are the, maybe the biggest highs and lows from the first part of the trip from the North Coast 500? Oh, okay. So day, day two kicked my ass. Like yeah. if I'm going to say like low point, day two was kind of, Day one lulled me into this false sense of security of, you know, I've ridden 100K, the weather's been amazing, the scenery is beautiful. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then day two, I took on um, the highest road climb in the UK on a bike from Halfords, weighing 40 kilos <laughs> as a beginner cyclist. And it was it was brutal. Um, 
and I just had to take it really slow you know I was I think I very suddenly questioned my fitness levels as well you know I think I'm, I'm somebody that's fairly physically fit and I was having to stop the bike probably every 20 meters at each passing place and, and recover because it was so steep um but I think getting to the top was obviously a huge high you know knowing that I'd got over probably the the hardest part of the trip on day two I was like oh okay you know this is this is amazing but then what followed was 20 miles of more elevation change than I'd had on that hill and I'd completely planned it wrong I didn't realize that that was the profile looking at the at how I'd planned the route in extreme weather conditions um getting to a campsite and having to try and put a tent up in like 30 mile an hour winds on my own like it was just a really really tough day and I remember getting into the tent that night and just crying I was oh. like what have I done this yeah. is this is this is the stupid idea um but I would also say with that like quit quitting isn't an option like when you're in the middle of nowhere like that you're kind of like well how am I going to quit like how am I going to get home (laughs) nobody's going to come and save me like how do you get away from here like it's it's one of those places where sometimes the only way out is through and and that does does spur you on (laughs) you're like well just have to keep going um I'd say probably what else was what else were highs I'm trying to think of the highs. Of the highs. <laughs> it, it feels like a bit of a dream. Sure. It doesn't feel real. Yeah. Um, I mean, 100% finishing, like pulling into Inverness Castle and, and knowing that I'd completed it was was just amazing. Yeah. Um, and almost it feels a little bit like everything since then has been a bit of a like, oh, it's going to end soon. It's, you know, I'm coming to the end of the trip and I've been having to really force myself to stay present and try and enjoy every day. Um. But I'd say the highs and lows come on like a half hourly basis. It's not like yeah. today was an amazing day or today was a terrible day. It's it's definitely more dynamic. It, than that. It's one of the things that when you do these kind of mega extreme challenges, I think it's one of the the kind of the most cruel and most amazing aspects of it all in one is that you can go from pure elation to pure de- de- yeah. dejection in like minutes. Literally, <laughs> you think this is amazing. I feel great. I feel full of energy. And then your body's like, no, 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 <laughs> I got something, you know, or na- mother nature sends a, you know, a storm your way or something. I have a very good example of that from um, the day before yesterday. So I had um, a really tough day elevation wise, but I planned a slightly shorter day, got into camp really early, beautifully sunny day. And I thought, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to take care of the bike. I'm going to clean the chain. I'm going to loop the chain. I'm going to pump up the tires, make sure the bike's ready to go for tomorrow. And I managed to snap the Presta valve off my front tire, completely oh, no. flat. All the air came out the tire. <laughs> and I was like, like you just described, I'd gone yeah. from like feeling like I'd smashed the day and I was on track for an amazing evening yeah. to then spending like two hours fixing the bike. Um, so yeah, it's 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 like that on a, a hyper kind of exaggerated level across every single day, but it's a good way to live. Yeah, exactly. And I'm curious to know... Um, uh, yeah, my my point of view on those kind of things is that when you first experience them, they're they're infuriating, right? And you you know, like why me? And you get really angry and stuff. But over time, I think you learn to just kind of roll with it. And I wondered if if that was true for you, even just in the the space of time that you were on the road. Like at the start, did those sort of things really stress you out? And then by the end, were you kind of? Yeah, I would say I've probably learned a lot of that kind of coping mechanisms through the last year of the pandemic. You know, having made major life plans and everything kind of going wrong or changing or having the kind of rug pulled out from under your feet over the last year. I, I, personally, for me, it's taught me a lot about 
resilience and dealing with these kind of unexpected challenges anyway but yeah but knowing that you're in the middle of nowhere with no phone signal and having to kind of troubleshoot these things yourself it definitely (laughs) definitely um definitely has been a learning curve and I think for me it was less infuriating at the beginning more heightened my sense of vulnerability that I was kind of out there in the middle of nowhere and I was like oh okay like this is actually maybe a bigger deal if something goes wrong than what I'd thought about before I set off (laughs) what what do you think is the the biggest lesson that you've learned in the first you know the first part of the challenge if you like oh like personal life lessons we're talking here <laughs> yeah yeah I know I know that's out that can sometimes sound a bit cliche but I I think you know because we've talked a lot before and you've listened to the pod but I really believe that when you put yourself in those really difficult situations where you are really facing adversity on the other side is is like some really meaningful personal lessons I don't want to go full-on cheesy on you because there's definitely some like big metaphors for life about conquering hills on the bike um I'd say kind of the biggest takeaway from probably the first part of the trip was just around um, how how capable I am. You know, it's been a real confidence boost to get out there and and take on some of the probably some of the most challenging road climbs in the UK and, as a complete beginner. And I think we tell ourselves we put a lot of labels on things. You know, I'm not a cyclist. I kept saying that at the beginning of the trip. I'm not a cyclist. I'm doing this and I'm just a beginner. But like you are a cyclist. You've got a bike you've got yourself to Inverness, you're taking on this trip and you've yeah. just climbed the highest road climb in the UK. So I think like not, not placing those labels on ourselves has been a huge thing and, and just giving things a go. You know, I, I, I kind of believe the success is in the starting, not necessarily in the finishing. And I always said like, if I, if I make it to Inverness and get on that bike and start, then that's, that's the achievement. It doesn't matter how far you get. Um, there's probably a few things packed up in there but certainly um certainly just having the courage to start and not be afraid to fail and I think that shows you what you're capable of and you just get it done basically I think that's brilliant I I I love that I love that and I think that's that's really profound and I think that you know people listening will be really inspired I got by the way loads of great messages when we put that first episode out there people just really engaged by your story and other stories just because they're they're more within reach. And that was really what we wanted to achieve all of us with this, with this kind of mini series was to say, it's great listening to some of these remarkable people that, you know, trek jungles and climb, climb mountains. Um, but to have people that are a bit more within reach and, and, uh, but doing remarkable things like cycling the North coast 500 and more, which we'll talk about in a sec, but I think it's amazing. And, and, I, uh, you know, the lessons that you've learned are really they're really powerful life lessons that will help you you know you've gone through a huge change in the last in the last year uh, at any time would have been difficult during a global pandemic must have been desperately difficult and and i think to to kind of build that confidence in your own capability uh during the during the event will be so powerful for you in terms of whatever you do next what about anybody listening because i think people the north coast 500 is is like an iconic uh, route right I mean you know certainly if you live in the UK most people would know about it or have heard about it but also around the world and so for people listening who think yeah I'd love to have a crack at that is there is there one golden nugget of advice you would give them not and it can't <laughs> be don't do it like <laughs> well, no absolutely do it I would say from a technical perspective just make sure you've got the right gearing on the bike like I've I've seen some people posting on Facebook and some of the groups and things I've been on and experienced cyclists actually having to drop out, which I've been a little bit like, yes, go me, like I made it. But actually, they just haven't had the, the gears on the bike to handle the terrain. 
so I think from that from that element like make sure the bike is fit for a purpose and that doesn't mean it has to be an expensive you know 2,000 pound bike I'm doing it on a 300 pound bike from Halfords that just happens to have um really good gearing on it and then I think from a I guess like planning or like approach to tackling it I think maybe where you could have made it a little bit easier than how I've taken it on is just giving yourself more time you know like you don't have to do it in five or six days and smash it out the park and it'd be some crazy hundred mile a day epic um you know there's a lot to see and it's beautiful and like take two weeks or take three weeks and I know not everybody has that luxury or privilege of time but um it is it is it is possible um it's just being maybe realistic about what you can what you can achieve on a daily basis yeah I love that advice as well and I think first for somebody listening who thinks yeah I'd love to go and cycle the north coast 500 but I just don't think I can go that far to to take your advice they could why not why not hire a car and take the bike with you on a, on a bike rack and cycle parts of it right and you still do the whole exactly. circuit you're still doing the whole thing you're going to drive around the full the full 500 but but cycling parts of it and, and just taking some because you can keep supplies in the car right and it's exactly. just you know then there's then there's just a bit more backup and, and that will that will give them kind of less mm. feeling of vulnerability so I love yeah. that advice I think that's great I think I think the other thing that was interesting was every single day I finished cycling not with this like triumphant feeling of like oh my god I've done it the day's ended every day I finished with this feeling of dread it was like I've got to do that again tomorrow <laughs> how am I going to do this again tomorrow um and it's amazing what you know even camping having a hot shower having a, a, like some food sleeping and like it's amazing what that does for your mindset in the morning and I just I'd get up and I'd be like today I'm going to cycle that's what I'm going to get on the bike and I'm going to cycle and that's what I'm here to do um but yeah it doesn't necessarily that's again back to the sort of highs and lows and how you it's generally I've noticed like a physical it's something physical that creates that like poor emotional mindset it's 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 like a fundamental basic need that hasn't been met which is usually food or sleep yeah 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 exactly exactly well it's uh, I mean, amazing what you've achieved so far so where where are you today while I'm talking to you today I am in Leeds in in West Yorkshire um I lived here for about 15 years in my kind of old life um so I've got a lot of friends here it was definitely sort of a a, a place that I was going to stop off so I think I'm just at around just over 800 miles um and and a, a a sick amount of elevation I think I've climbed Everest twice in the last three weeks on the bike so it's um it's the home stretch now I've got a couple of days off just to catch up with some friends and kind of celebrate the fact that I'm nearly there and then I've got two very big very big days on the bike um Sunday and Monday which I believe is going to be the hottest day of the year so far so I think that's going to come with its (laughs) with its own challenges um but yeah about another 100 120 odd miles to go Amazing. It must feel so good to say that because I know, uh, hopefully you won't mind me saying, but, uh, you know, at certain <laughs> points during the route, you were you, you were messaging me and you said, I don't think I'm going to do more than the make 500. It. I'm going to finish yeah. it. Maybe uh, at one point you weren't sure whether you'd make it. Then you were like, well, I'm going to get to Inverness and then I'm going to call it a day, yeah. which I think is the normal emotion to go through with something like this. But to now know that you've done 800 plus miles, climbed Everest twice on a, on a 300 quid bike from Halfords and... <laughs> you know you're going to finish this thing even on the hottest day of the year and, and that's got to feel pretty good yeah it does it's it's it doesn't feel real I don't know how long I'm going to need to kind of process this um when I finish next week um for it to sink in kind of the enormity yeah. of what I've done it's kind of happening now in the later stages I'm like you can see I'm smiling <laughs> from ear to ear you know um 
but yeah I think it's going to take a bit of processing time to to sink in I keep looking at the map of like where I've been and I'm like holy cow that is that's significant <laughs> yeah and I think that I know that we're going to talk again in a in a couple of weeks like once you've had time to finish it process yeah. it and kind of take it on but and during that time you'll have you'll look back on the photos you've taken and you were really good on social media as well you kept putting like videos on social media uh, particularly on like Instagram stories and you're going to have the opportunity to look back on some of that stuff and and see the emotional highs and lows, like the really yeah. the, the, the the high peaks when you were feeling great, and the low stuff when you were, you know, in a in a real hurt locker. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to chat to you in a few weeks and and hear how you've processed it. And and also, I, I'm curious to know when you've finished it and you've had time to process it, are you already thinking about what you want to do next, or are you like, yeah, I'm just going to take some time just to be me? That that's going to be interesting. Yeah. No, definitely. And I keep thinking, oh, am I going to have this big epiphany? Like, I'm mindful that I'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself to have those kind of answers just yet. Um, But I've been overwhelmed by the response on social media. I know you just mentioned that I've I've posted quite a lot. It was quite important to me, as we talked about, this being something that was quite accessible and me being an ordinary person. And just been overwhelmed by people saying, like, it's a really honest account of the trip. I think people see this sort of Instagram glossy version of these kind of things. And people are like, oh, no, you're, post- you're definitely posting the reality of how, th- how this is. But actually, people have said it makes them feel like they could potentially have a go, you know, which is, which is awesome. Yeah, I think that was, the, that was honestly the most powerful part of it for me when I was seeing all your stories is that you, you, were, you were really authentic and showed the real dark moments where it's, you know, peeing it down with rain and you're just feeling awful and just you know ready to quit so I think that was great and um yeah I'm just looking forward to chatting to you some more and and hearing hearing more about you know how it went and the reflections and what comes next for you so really appreciate your time perfect thanks thanks Jay congratulations on everything you've achieved so far I'm really excited to see you uh cross the finish line I'm sure there'll be a nice cold drink waiting for you Yes, my mum my, my and dad have already got the bubbles in the fridge, so nice. awesome. <laughs> looking forward to that next week. Awesome, thanks Lindsay. Perfect, thanks Joe. You have to be your biggest fan. And when things are really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know who you